Welcome back to the Middle School Students Argue About Books podcast. This is your friendly school librarian, Mrs. Collins, and I am joined today by Abby, Angelina, Asha, and Sean. And today, we don't really have much of a topic. We're just going to talk about what it's been like to be locked down in our homes and trying to read books and not having access to libraries. So, um, yeah, that's it. I hope you enjoy today's show. Right. So, everybody, um, how's it been going with uh, reading during a quarantine? Do you get to do more of it or less? I feel like I get to do a lot less reading than I used to. Yeah, me too. I don't get to do as much reading because I feel like I have so much schoolwork to do and I'm pretty slow at doing it. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? Like you would think we're stuck in our houses all day. What else would we do? Let's read a whole lot. Oh, yeah. I know what that's like. At, at first, I thought I'd be plowing through tons of books. So first two weeks, I read several series and 18 books in two weeks. There, a lot of them were short books, but because they're like stories. And then like now I'm in third week. I'm like, you know what? I just don't. I'm tired. I'm doing my schoolwork all day. I'm sitting on my butt. I don't really feel like reading. Right. Like you don't want to like because schoolwork is all seat work you know sitting in front of a computer you don't want to also then like spend a bunch of other time sitting in front of a computer um yeah I had the problem where I was reading a book and then I wanted to read the next books in the series but it wasn't online at the like library the middle school one or the public library and it also wasn't on hoopla or anything like that yeah lack of access is it one that we have physically in the library? Like, if the library were open, you would have been able to get it? Yeah, I think we do. But when I went to get books the first day of, uh, like, no school, someone had already taken it. Curses. <laughs> yeah. I have, like, way too many books to read. Um, and yet I've been having a hard time committing Like, I keep starting books and then being like, I have too many things going on and not actually getting through them. So the day school ended, my mom was like, we we have to go to the library to get books because I knew that we wouldn't be able to go to the library. So I went to the the Mitchell Park Library and I got a huge stack of books. But then I finished them. I finally finished them, so I have to figure out what to read now. Have you, uh, do you have, like, an an e-reader that you yeah, can read I on have at a home. Kindle. So I've been looking on the Green Library website to like find stuff. Angelina, you've been reading a ton. So um, most of the books that I wanted to read, or like just for the sake of, I should probably start a new series. I haven't really, and I've gotten to the point where I've read my brother's psychology book, <laughs> uh, which turned out to just be a guide on how to pass the test for AP psychology, not about AP psychology. Um, So that was interesting. I actually ended up reading a book about psychology. It was a very weird book. It's by author Ron, I mean, wait, no, John Ronson. I was getting confused with Ron Johnson, which is another author. So anyways, he wrote the book called The Psychopath Test. I won't go into it now. I wrote a book review. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Interesting. It's about like, becoming a psychopath spotter and because 
people who are psychopaths apparently have a tendency to be high up officials because you know psychopaths have lack of empathy all sorts of other reasons but he became a certified psychopath spotter and went up to corporate guys and started trying to spot psychopaths and then he wrote a book about it don't sociopaths lack empathy though yeah or is it both it's both yeah um that is fascinating you might really enjoy um reading this book by barry liga and that's l-y-g-a called i hunt killers um it's fiction but the main character is the son of a serial killer who has since been caught and and put away he's in jail now um but a copycat has started new murdering new people in the same style as this kid's dad and so the fbi come to him to help catch the the new guy basically like the kid is an expert in his dad because he was raised by this sociopathic serial killer wow. so now he's helping the fbi catch the the new serial killer the copycat I just looked up that book on Google, and I looked at the cover. That's a really, really creepy-looking cover. Oh, this the, it's a series of books. They are super creepy. Like, if you're not cool with details of, of gory violence, probably not the book for you. Yeah. Okay. But the psychological insights into the mind of a serial killer are quite fascinating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like reading Ted Bundy's autobiography or something. Yeah, something like that. Actually, one disturbing thing is that Ted Bundy wasn't put on death row. He was actually just sent to prison with a lifetime sentence. So he could potentially be alive today if some prisoners didn't jump him and kill him. I do think we're a little off topic, though. So what else have you guys... uh, (laughs) What else are you guys reading? I'm reading the Throne of Glass series because before... Well, and did Allison was like, you need to read it. So I'm like, okay, I'll read it. Which book are you on? The third book. Okay. Refresh our memories. Uh, by the third book, has uh, have we discovered her, her heritage yet? Yeah. Okay. I think third book is about Rowan. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I absolutely loved that series. And back when it was just one book, I used to recommend it to sixth graders which I do not do anymore Um, because like the first book, it's kind of violent, right? Like she's an assassin who has been basically like chosen for this competition among assassins to become the King's assassin, all of which is obviously going to have like a violent premise, but like other than the violence, it's pretty tame. And then she kept going and like started this whole romance which at first again i thought was fine and then it got kind of like r-rated maybe even close to x-rated i would say in like the third or fourth book so you have that coming asha if you haven't already gotten there so now like when a kid starts the series i feel compelled to tell them like hey there's gonna be some on-page sex scenes in this book like with descriptions of body parts so if you're not cool with that maybe you shouldn't read these books which is too bad because like I think other than the on-page sex scenes they're really great for middle school especially like later middle school 
Yeah. I kind of want to like send a message to Sarah J. Moss and be like, why did you have to do that? You spoiled it. Now I can't recommend them to my kids anymore. More on books, discussions. If your book, your chosen book was a movie, what do you think it'd be rated? Ooh. Okay. Um, right now I'm reading Paula Santiago and the River of Tears, which is the newest Rick Riordan presents like mythology themed one. This one is about, uh, like Mexican mythology, La Llorona. I think like the main character is like 12, maybe. And, uh, so far everything is super, super tame. I think it would be rated maybe PG for some scary parts. Maybe, but it might also just be rated G, probably PG. They always add a little more drama in the movie version. Right now I'm reading the Maximum Ride series and I feel like it'd be PG-13 because of the whole everyone keeps getting attacked by mutants. Yeah, I feel Um, like a visualization of those mutants would be a lot scarier than like like, just reading them. um, Attacked. Yeah. Yeah. And the like dog mutants that are sent after them are like expressly designed to be like murderous and awful. So yeah, maybe PG-13. Nothing, nothing higher than that though, right? Like there's hardly any bad language in those books. Not a whole lot of on-page violence. Definitely no sex. (laughs) Okay. What about you, Abby? Oh, um, I actually just finished reading Ringer, which is not that hard of a book, but I remember this book club read it in fifth grade, and I was like, oh, it's, I think it's Jerry Spinelli, and I like him, so I was like, I might as well get around to reading it, and I'd say it's PG-13, because it is a little bit scary of a concept that they're, like, like, ringing crow's necks, but uh, there wasn't really anything worse than that. Yeah, I found that whole book to be slightly, like, psychologically disturbing, you know, like, like that was the worst part about it was, was exactly what you said. Like that there's this society that like forces kids to kill when they turn what 11, right? I think it's 10, but yeah, it is. It was a little bit disturbing, especially since at the beginning, it wasn't quite clear what was going on. And then it's just like, he's like holding a crow in this vision and has to like break its neck. Ugh. Yeah. I also had a really like I always try to imagine myself in the shoes of the character and I could never do that. So I had a lot of empathy for that character who also felt that same way, like like he could never do that, even though that was what he was being asked to do by everybody. Um, Asha, how would you, uh, so far for book three of Throne of Glass, <laughs> how, how would the movie be rated? I'm only like a third of the way through, so... It's okay. It's pretty violent so far. Like, multiple people have died, but yeah. So, R? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, okay. I have a book that I read maybe three months ago. You know Andy Weir, the guy who wrote The Martian? Yeah. Did you read well, Artemis? Well, another book called Artemis, which is like a whole lot more of the bad stuff in The Martian. Yeah. Like the r-rated stuff it's pretty crazy anyways it's this girl called jazz who lives on the moon in the future moon colony anyways she's kind of crazy and apparently on the moon a lot of people are pretty crazy and 
bad stuff happens. Yeah, I feel like the main yeah. reason that book was more adult or like less kid friendly than The Martian was simply because there were more characters, right? Like maybe if uh, the the scientist who was stuck on Mars in The Martian had like been interacting with other people, some of whom were bad guys and some of whom were good guys or whatever, like it would have been pushed it a little higher. But like it was just him doing his sciencey thing by himself, which is generally pretty cool. Like the worst thing about The Martian was bad language. Um, yeah, but Artemis, I, I read it and I was like, not going to get this for the middle school. But I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was pretty good too. It was good writing because he's a good author. I know he should write another book of, I think another book set in like the after in the Mars colonization, after like all the Ares missions are over, there's a new one and people are coming to the moon Mars. And uh, his great grandson walks his steps as he explores the moon in his own way. I don't know. There could be another book. Yeah. Yeah, there totally could be. Um, I don't think there will be. He doesn't seem like a series person, but nah, it would be cool. There is a series that I think that you would probably enjoy, actually. Um, it's about a future where humanity has also colonized other planets, um, but a lot of the other colonized planets are at war with Earth because Earth was kind of like the people that were on Earth kind of destroyed the habitat there and then through their like weird and rampant use of technology and then they're like trying to push that on other planets too specifically there this is there's this planet called gemina where they have rejected a lot of the technology that they used on earth in order to keep their planet healthier and earth wants to take them over and you know exploit their resources um and i am of course blanking on the title but it involves a really sophisticated ai which is also very interesting if i think of the title I will get back to you guys with that. Quick note, the title of the book is Defy the Stars. So uh, it looks like the shutdown is going to keep going, obviously, through the end of the school year. And uh, and then school year will end and we'll have summer. So do you guys think you'll read more during the summer? Probably. Hopefully. I don't know. Are the libraries open? Right. That's the big question. Yeah. I want to know, like, what are the libraries doing with all the people who have checked out books and not returned them and won't return them for several months now? How are they going to keep track of that? Well, I like, mean... They can't exactly find them. Right, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, libraries aren't finding... Public libraries aren't finding anybody. Um, and school libraries don't, to start with. Um, I know that uh, I'm still trying to figure that out, Right. Like I need, we need to get all of our books back from everybody from our school who checked out books. Um, and we don't exactly know how we're going to do that yet. And then when we do get them back, how are we going to sanitize them? And will they go out to anybody else? And, you know, there's lots of questions about how libraries will work. I think a lot of us are just trying to increase our digital resources. So I hope you guys are all making good use of that. I've added like 800 books to Overdrive since the shutdown started. That's definitely a good thing. More books. Yeah, maybe that'll be one of the lasting effects of this quarantine is that uh, people will be more comfortable using our ebook collections. And people in general will be more comfortable with going online to work and research. Maybe learn, learn new skills with online work and research. Oh, 
that's our that's the bell. I think we're out of time. So any last thoughts? Um, well, I think that if we have a transition into more ebooks, that's good because it's a lot easier to kind of like binge read ebooks because you can just go to the next one without having to go to the library and check it out. So that's nice. Yeah. I There's did. also online libraries that you can get ebooks on. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I think for for me, I think I'm gonna like learn to, to use more audiobooks because I haven't been doing I haven't been like reading any audiobooks or listening to any audiobooks at all. And yeah, and that sounds like a good way to not be sitting on your butt in front of a screen, right? Like, listen, put on an audiobook, and then you can go take a walk or do some exercise or whatever. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast for today. And our music, as always, is... Urban Metronomica by Spinning Merkaba. Production on middle school students argue about books is done by the Green Library Club and me, Mrs. Collins. Hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. And just a quick recap of the books that we mentioned today. There was Maximum Ride by James Patterson, Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Moss, I Hunt Killers by Barry Liga, Artemis by Andy Weir, Defy the Stars by Claudia Gray, and Ringer by Jerry Spinelli.